Get ready to be inspired and empowered through God's Word as you now listen to the teaching of Rev. Sam Chiaka. In the day of prosperity, be happy. In the day of adversity, slow down. Consider. He gives his reason. God also had set the one over against the other to the end that man should find nothing after him. For this purpose, that you will not look for anything else but him. So, let us dissolve everything to one point. The entire reason for your troubles is that you will learn to seek nothing else but God. Every problem in your life is a defining moment for you because every problem is there to change you. Listen to me carefully, the things I'm saying. Every problem in your life came to change you, but how it will change you is up to you bitter or better but they will change you you decide you decide the effect that the problem will have in your life is he going to make you worse or is he going to make you better god's purpose in everything you go through is that you be better for it his desire is that you be better for it. The chick must face the problem of the shell. As long as it's inside that egg, the, as it keeps growing, there comes a time where it faces the problem of the shell. The shell is holding it down. And that's a problem. It's either he deals with it, overcomes it, and comes out free or it lets the thing kill it and it will die inside the inside the egg and never see the light of day the egg shell stands as problem for the chick whether it will move to the next level or it will die where it is the chick must decide the mother hen can do nothing about it it cannot help the chick that is a problem the chick alone must face and overcome by itself the eagle has to take the eaglet the young high up on a cliff and push it down it has to initiate that problem for its young because if it doesn't it will remain like that it will never learn to fly. It will never learn to soar. The mother has to push it down and allow it to face that problem. The problem is that problem can kill it or it can set it free to soar. The seed planted in the ground, as it begins to sprout, it has to fight through the ground, push through the soil, and push itself out if it doesn't do that it will remain underground 
and it will never see the light of day. In the same way, brothers and sisters, the trials in your life must be there. They must be tough. You must face them alone. And they become your defining moments. Whether you will develop the strength of character necessary to fulfill destiny or you will die where you are. Problems are defining moments in your life. They will change you. As you grow in the spirit much more, the more you grow, the more you learn to embrace problems as they come. The wiser you get in the spirit, the more you learn to embrace challenges as they come. Challenges were designed for your good when you have the knowledge of the word. They are designed to promote you to the next level in your life when you have the knowledge of the word. Problems and difficulties are designed to make you better. If a mother or a father loves their child too much, that they never let their child do anything in the house. They never let their child defend themselves at some points. They have to fight for the child every time a bully challenges them. You have to do everything for your child. You will end up raising a weakling. An adult who cannot face life for himself. Life was designed that way. When there is pressure is when the gifts of God in you have opportunity to express themselves. When you press a foam, you put pressure on foam. It is what is inside the foam that will come out. Pressures tell what is really inside you. Hallelujah. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Verse 2. James 1 and 2. My brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into divers, the word divers means different, many, multiple. When you fall into multiple temptations, so we can agree that for every one life, there is different, multiple temptations arranged in your path of destiny, in your path of life. You are going to face one at a time. Sometimes you're going to face multiple at a time. But you cannot face only one. There is multiple arranged in your paths of life. He says, count it all joy. Count how many? All. Count how many? Count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations. Oh, I pray that the things I'm saying to you is ministering to somebody here. See, this thing is, is beyond a sermon. I'm trying to minister to you words of life that will build strength in you so that you have what it takes to move on in this life. Are you hearing me, people of God? My brethren, count it all joy 
when you fall into diverse temptations. The thing is plural. That's what I want you to see. It is plural. Divers. 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 Temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing that you may be perfect so problems play a role in your perfection there is no perfection that is not from the furnace of trials and temptations you cannot you cannot you cannot fulfill the will of God for your life if certain troubles don't come to your life not because God enjoys you having trouble, but because those troubles are necessary ingredients in your path for success. Look at verse 12, that same James chapter 1. Verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth. Did you see the word endure? How many of you know that enduring something is not fun? It's not fun. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man that endureth. Ah, I want soft life. Uh-uh. You cannot fulfill the plan of God for your life with soft life alone. There's no such thing like that. Blessed is the man that experiences enjoyment only that's not bible blessed is the man that always has testimonies yes you will have testimonies but part of testimony is not only that you came out of the problem we we seem to only think that testimony is when the problem is over testimony also is the fact that you didn't give up in the midst of the problem it is a testimony also that you are still standing on your faith in the midst of the fairy trials that is coming against you. That is a testimony. It is a testimony also that you can stand certain things and you didn't commit suicide. It is a testimony also. Some people have faced what you faced and went to kill themselves. It is a testimony that you can go through tough times and you are no shaking. That is a testimony. Testimony doesn't always mean, so I got a new job. It is called the testimony of your faith. Back to James 1.12. Blessed is the man that endured, endured, endured. Old English is the new English is endures, meaning continuous tense, meaning he always endures it. <laughs> Blessed is the man. This is not a one-time thing. Blessed is that man that endures temptations. For when he is tried, tried, when he is tried, oh, what will happen? Look at it. Come on, come on, read it. He shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord had promised to them that love him. Somebody say hallelujah. 
your poverty is a trying of your faith. Listen, I told you that everything that comes for your life came for a good purpose. I didn't say it's the will of God. See, let me tell you something. We don't all face the same challenges. We don't all face the same problems. And we don't face it the same time. And we don't face it the same way. Every, the combination of the way, the time, the peculiar experiences of your peculiar problems is tailor-made. I told you that. It's tailor-made. What I mean tailor-made is your size. It fits you. It is necessary for you. It is for you. You personally. You may face financial challenge. I may face financial challenge, but our experience in the financial challenge will never be the same. But everything is for a divine purpose in your life. That is how much God loves us. God is a master at using your... Perhaps you made a mistake, he brought certain things into your life. Maybe or maybe not a mistake. Perhaps there are certain deficiencies that brought certain things in your life. It doesn't really matter. What matters is, will you submit yourself to the wisdom of God and learn what that challenge is supposed to build in you? Are you listening to me? I said, your poverty is trying to force you. It's trying to force you to look inside. To dig out hidden talents and creativity that may have been lying wastes. And to bring it out and bless your world with it. Do you know it is historically proven that austerity has created men of better character that produce wealth more than inheritance? Do you, do you understand what I mean? Better than inheritance. Somebody said, that's not my case. Well, okay. Or maybe, maybe your poverty is trying to force you to learn how to manage your resources, live within your means, cut out wastes, and learn to invest better. Oh, but I've done business before it failed. Now that you know why it failed, have you grown wiser? Or maybe your poverty is trying to force you to learn how to use other forms of power that is at your disposal, but you are not using, but you are depending too much on money power. Now, some people may not understand that. Some people think money is the answer to every problem. Everything they want to solve by cash. Everything they want to solve by money. Okay, what if you didn't have it? Do you know sometimes money makes some people dull? You can't think through a problem because you think you can pay everything away. I have learned that many times money is not people's problem. You are not solving people's problem really. By dipping your hand and putting money in their hands just because it's in your pocket. There are times where that is of course necessary. There are times where that is not the first thing to do. You only arrive there after a while. You start in another thing. See, because you are not called 
to make people dependent on a man else you are not showing them to Christ for the job of a pastor is to point men to the Lord God doesn't want any of us to live our days in penury but if you have not learned to live within your means while you have less if you are still trying to impress people who don't care with things that don't matter you haven't learned anything if you are still collecting your salary and blowing it in two days you're not learning anything you're not learning anything do you know that if you are given an exam or a test and you fail you will repeat class you will repeat class i don't know why you may be repeating class see we are always quick to pray oh god deliver me but i rather challenge you to pray oh god deliver me by knowledge deliver me by knowledge see if god delivers you from this particular situation you are in you will enter another one if you didn't learn anything your life is not over See, you didn't learn anything another one will come you will still be as blank as you were in how to handle the situation because in the other situation you were in you did not learn anything it was a wasted challenge deliver me by knowledge my people perish for the lack of what knowledge your problem is that you don't know you don't know what you ought to know do you know a man is do you know a man in chains praying oh god shatter this chain break this chain once he has a key the key to the chains that bind him does he need to be praying oh god shatter the chain that prayer becomes unnecessary because now he has he has the key the key is knowledge the key is what there are many problems a man can face. The problems of man are uncountable. New new ones are coming up. But there are three, three, three that is the chief problems of man. Are you hearing me? There are three of the chief problems of man. And these three have been there for ages. They don't go. Or, I mean, they don't go as far as humanity is concerned. I just told you number one the problem of finance because man will live with money and we always use money and he will always need money and so money is a problem the lack of it or the abundance of it changes his character and can affect him severely number two is your health sickness is not the will of God for any of his children but your sickness is forcing you also to learn it's forcing you to learn how to value your body some people don't value their body they eat carelessly they drink carelessly they smoke and inhale carelessly when you get sick you will learn it is forcing you to understand how frail your body is it is forcing you to consider how short life is. It is helping you to understand how trivial the things of the world is. Have you ever been sick and suddenly 
the things that used to matter much to you no longer matters. You don't even have strength for argument. <laughs> when you get sick, you will better appreciate health. You take it for granted when you have never been sick. When you get sick, you appreciate health. When was the last time you told God, thank you for your health? You will appreciate your health better. It is helping you draw closer to God. It is reminding you, it's a period, your sickness is a periodic reminder. You will leave this world one day and it fits me now. Humbles you. You become sober. You will leave this world one day and it can be now. It may not be now because we trust the healing power of God. Amen. But your sickness is telling you, listen, listen, you better hold God. There is what is called eternity. If you got sick and you came out of it, imagine a man who was given to smoking, smoking, smoking for some reasons and he got lung cancer. And by the power of God, by the mercy of God, he was healed after being sick for eight months. He thought he was going to die. But then he was healed. He went for tests. He was gone. All the pains were gone. All the symptoms were gone. And then he goes right back to... What do you call such a person? Ah! Isn't that what a lot of people do with other things of life? What was intended to teach you so that you outgrow a certain level? You didn't learn anything. You came out as foolish as you entered. I said, your sickness is a periodic reminder that there is eternity. Is your body telling you, hey, 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 remember you are frail. Remember your body is frail. Remember you still live in a mortal body. And that's why sickness does not come only because you are old. Young people too have seen sickness, including children. It's a reminder that you will not live here forever. It's a periodic reminder. No, 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 no problem. Nobody's quarreling with you. Sometimes you will feel the pounding of the headache. Slow down. Calm down. <laughs> Your body is talking to you. The question is, are you learning? Are you learning? Imagine a, a young guy who bought a new Benz. He has made money. And then he calls his friends. And yeah! They are driving high speed. Hey, they are drinking in the car. Hey, and then they Everybody quiet. They took them to hospital. <laughs> he spent one year, eight months in the hospital. His leg hanging up. And, then, and they are helping his bone. After one year, eight months, he comes out. He can eventually use his leg. And his, his, his. Will anybody tell him? Eh? Does he need advert? Don't drink and drive. By experience, he has grown wiser. But why did he face that experience? Because he was formerly foolish. If he had wisdom by the word, by knowledge, by following instruction, he didn't have to experience that to learn his lesson. So, like what I said last week, what you don't learn by the word, you will learn by experience. All oh, not teacher. All are going to teach you. What you don't learn by the knowledge of the word of God, you will learn by life. You will learn in the university of life. The school of hard knocks will teach you. Number three, when people you love and trust betray you, abandon you, 
desert you. You feel heartbroken, right? But that is a lesson teaching you and pushing you to put your trust in the Lord and not in man. Sometimes you get to a place where you become over-reliant on people. Your identity is now on a man. You don't know what you have become. The definition of yourself is now around a man. You are too reliant. You become too relaxed. Life will shake you up. And certain people will walk away out of your life. Some of you have faced heartbreaks. Some have been rejected by brothers. Uncles, father, mother, sister, friends. Betrayal is a lesson. You can become bitter or become better. The Bible says Jesus entrusted not himself to all those people because he knew what was in man. He knew a man could not be relied upon. He knew man cannot be trusted. I have learned to treat the praises of men like chewing gum. Oh, I love you. Oh, you are the best thing that happened to my life. Oh, you are my, oh, you are my, okay, okay, okay. Wait until you are angry at me. Now only one small story you will hear. All those things you said, you will reverse it. <laughs> one, what? You never heard, you, you never heard anything. Wait until somebody say, is it that church? Now that's where you they go. The pastor, I know him. We go to the same school. I know him. I'm very close. See, see, me and him be like this. He used to bury child. Is he saying that on our stage? He didn't go up. Why you go up? Why, why you go up? <laughs> Have you asked what they put inside there? Why is it not flat? Can they teach the word of God in flat, please? <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know, they put up there. Why did they put ice? They bury something there. You say, huh? Do you know why churches stopped giving people mic to share testimonies? Big churches. I'm a pastor, so I can tell you some things. Because it is dangerous. You just say, anybody has anybody testify. See, if you have testimony, go, go, go and meet any of the leaders and so you have testimony and put down your testimony. Or if you are coming out, we would. <laughs> I've been to big churches, big, bigger churches. That is why. Because once you call them Mike, we don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> wait, wait. If somebody comes here and says, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, brethren. Mm. <laughs> you thought the person was going to say testimony and say, I saw a pastor yesterday entering that shrine or entering that hotel or that person, that pastor give a belly or that person. You don't already talk about <laughs> Guess what? It may be nothing. Not, and let me tell you something about rumors. It may be totally, totally, totally unfounded, wrong, and a lie. But he has broadcasted. You gave him mic. Okay, you don't know that the devil sends his emissaries, <laughs> sends his people to do stuffs. What am I saying? I'm saying when you lose people in your life, don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. Oh, I thought that we were going to marry. I thought we were going to marry. We've been in this relationship. We've been, well, come for single seminar when we have a single seminar. So you will learn how to have sense in relationship 
You cannot tie your life down for, for eight years. You say you are doing relationship. People don't know where you are going. You don't know what you are doing with your life. You are, and you are sitting there. We are just, we are just, we are just, we are just. See, some engagement is enchainment. <laughs> some, some ring in the hand is a chain. You will stay there. You better have sense. Wisdom is to protect you. Are you listening to me? That's why we have single seminars. You will learn where to draw, where to say, uh-uh. You will learn how to comport yourselves in relationship so that you don't suffer the brunt of it. But if you will not hear, <laughs> we organize single seminar, you know come. That day rain for your issue was rain fell. No wahala. Shebi, we didn't come to us to drag you. The thing is that you missed what you should have learned. And guess what? What did I say? What you refuse to learn by knowledge, by the word, you will learn by experience. You didn't come. When the knowledge was being dispensed, you were not there. <laughs> then one person now do you shaggy. <laughs> you know, say, ah, I will die, oh, I will die. No need, you will not die. <laughs> you will learn, you will learn. You will learn when people walk out of your life. It is so that you will learn not to trust in man. You will learn to look on the Lord alone. And remember that no man was supposed to be your anchor in the first place. No man was supposed to be your anchor. We've thought several times in this church, somebody says, I'm going to walk out of your life. Ensure you have not put yourself in a place where you have to be begging. Somebody says they're going to walk out of your life. You say bye-bye. You came into my life at a point in time. And if you don't learn that, if you don't learn that, you will never be able to fulfill the scriptures. It is better to put your trust in the Lord than confidence in man. Jesus didn't even put his trust in his disciples. One said, Master, I will go with you anywhere. Say, oh, Benny, forget it. Before they call crew, you would have denied me three times. Never! Never! Nah, nah, I will never do it. Master, I will die if not. See, anybody, anybody if not blood go flow, make it flow. You know, go do them. <laughs> leave. Jesus didn't put. They, 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 forget it. Oh. Don't let anybody. Leave, leave that matter. You won't. You learn to keep your eyes on the Lord. You learn to keep your eyes on the Lord. The uncle, my uncle, he said, I will sponsor you through school. I will give you scholarship. I will pay you everything. I will do you everything. You now put your trust in uncle. He's a man. He's a man. He's a man. Your uncle is promising you. He's probably making that promise based on a promise he also has. He's expressing a contract. They are promising that they will give him the contract. So he came to make my oh, oh, God, I will sponsor you through school. Leave He's promising you based on the promise he has. The person that promises he can fail, he can fail you too. He may not get the job. What if he gets it? He can forget. What if he, I remind him? He may say I'm disturbing him. His priorities might change. That you are so important in his life today doesn't mean you'll be that way next year. Learn to put your trust in the Lord only. Are you hearing me, brothers and sisters? When men come to be of help to you, consider them as, as a channel through which God is reaching you. But your eyes must be on the one. 
through whom they are channeled. The person who is truly the one whom you see as the one meeting your needs doesn't change God. But the channels can change. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Don't die because the, challenge, the channel changed. So your uncle may not send the money. He may have problems that will collect the money from his hand. And hello, he didn't put money in his pockets. And what's more, he may die. <laughs> he may die. <laughs> How can you put your trust in a man? Well, your heartbreaks are supposed to teach you that. This is not this is not for you to become personal, to become petty. Because say, eh, you leave me. You know, uh, mm, mm, don't get don't get into that. It's not, it's not necessary. Look at Joseph. Joseph didn't get petty. His older brothers, whom he looked on to, huh? who were his inspiration, whom he could share his dreams with, and he thought they would be excited for him. His own brothers sold him off. How? See, the, the pain is not that you are now a slave. The pain is that you have become a slave by your own brothers. Ah, that thing is like a, see, it can pierce your heart. The pain in that, my own brother did this to me. Not just one, not two. They all connived. Ten of them. Ten of them. Ah, Judah, even you, Reuben, Reuben, you too. What did I do? It doesn't matter. Joseph had to go through that phase. You have to be alone. His father, the only person who was supporting him, was taking out of the picture. Joseph, if he did not face that, would have been Omar Daddy. I mean, he will never be able to arrive at the throne. What kind of Omar Daddy will rule a nation? What, what kind of, what kind of um, um, last born treatment will you use to rule a nation? They gave him last born treatment even though he's not last born. You are going to rule among people who are not your people. Start getting used to dealing with people who are not your people. So he had to be sold to slavery. Are you getting what's going on here? That's how the kingdom of God works. That's how it works. Learn. Joseph learned he never grew bitter, but he became better. Did you hear what I said? Jesus didn't take it personal. That is up. He, do you know what happened? Do you know what happened? They came to arrest you. Imagine police enter church and say, hey, let me pastor. We are arrested. And the whole church, we are, we are. We. <laughs> eh, leaders. Ah. Eh, you know, I'm not trying to paint the picture. Eh, that's how it is. Maybe you look at it, read the Bible, it doesn't, it doesn't come home. They all left. Everybody, pia, pia. <laughs> In few minutes, Jesus was alone. They coughed him. They carried him away. The closest man was looking at him from afar. That's why we said, I will die for you. They beat him. Nobody could deliver him. His mother was there, only crying. There's nothing she could do. Nobody stood for his defense. I remember one time in my life, I prayed. I said, God, help me. That my trust will be in you alone and in nothing else. In my, in my quiet time, as I meditated on the word and as I prayed, in tears. Tears was rolling down my eyes. I was having this fellowship with the Lord. And I said, just let me just see you alone and my trust will be in you alone. There was a flash God showed me in a vision. 
just in a split moment. I don't know whether it's going to happen. I don't know whether it was just something the Lord was, was, just, was just training me for it. And that's all. Say, so what if you are accused of something you don't know anything of? And all evidence looks like you are the one that did it. And there is nobody that believed your story. What will you do? Be careful what you're asking for. I said, I want to learn that all my trust will be in you. Another picture came. What if you were condemned? You were taken to court condemned as guilty. Proofs. You didn't. And they send you to jail. Are you still sure you want this thing you're asking for? They teach me by your word. Lord, teach me by your word. <laughs> but there are things you will never learn by word alone. I just say, that's not the truth. There's some things you never learn by word alone. I read the stories of people who went to prison for the sake of this gospel. Ah, and I kept asking myself, can I do this? 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 Oh God, can I? Can I? Can I? Have I so gotten used to people liking me? Have I so, have I gotten so used to me being in people's good books? Teach me not to care. That was my prayer. Teach me not to care. That only you be my focus. Teach me not to care. So that both the praises of men and the condemnation of men is she Doesn't touch me. If you don't get there, if you don't get there, if you don't have that kind of relationship with God, if you don't have that kind of relationship with God, when people speak evil of you, it will destroy you. I looked at a man. There was a time. It seemed like everybody was against the man. He was always on newspapers. Evidences of many things against the man. Yeah, that one is not it's small. It's easy when they are fighting from outside, but your people are, are with you. When fellow ministers are also saying, this one is not of God. Trusted ministers. Good men, no, not that they are bad men. Can you stand such? Can you withstand such? You, the only carry, somebody only say, um, just somebody only said one thing. You begin to cry. You want to say about me? I didn't do it, I didn't do it though. I said to God, I said to God, what is doing you? You almost started. And you say, God, make me great. Make you great. Don't you know you'll be a public story? Don't you know? Don't you know? Some people rise into stardom and they are not ready to handle stardom life. When whatever is making them relevant, once the, 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 the spotlight leaves them, they are now useless. They are so used to getting attention, public attention, being in, in magazines, being everywhere, being on TV. When their time passes, after a while you revisit those those people who used to be superstars, they, they are either they are useless on drugs, they have no meaning for life again because they got so used to depending on men. That thing can destroy people. See, sometimes you have no blue. <laughs> I pray, God, let me blow. And God say, ah, you are not ready for blowing, you God, I want to blow. God, I want to hammer. God said, mm, you are not ready. If you blow, it will destroy you. Because you, you depend too much on people's applause. God has to train you. Look at yourself. The small thing they said about you in your area. How have you handled it? And you want to blow. One person told another person something that is not a completely true story. It has destroyed you. That's the one, one person. 
That's what he's doing you. And you want to blow. <laughs> you are not ready. You are not yet ready. God is more interested in the character of your person than things. All these things will pass away. I want you to turn to Psalm 38. Psalm 38. Psalm 38. I'll read from verse 6. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long read. Not so long, but it's not one or two verses kind of thing. Psalm 38. I read from verse 6. I'm troubled. I'm bowed down greatly. I go mourning all day long. For my loins are filled with a loathsome disease, and there is no soundness in my flesh. I'm feeble and sore broken. I have roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. You, you, do you know what this means? Do you know when, when your heart is troubled, 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 and you, you want to find a place where you are alone to shout, ah! That's what he's saying. Verse 8, I'm feeble and sore broken. I have roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. Where your head is full, you just look one minute, you just shout, Lord, all my desires before thee, and my groaning is not hid from thee. My heart panted, my strength faileth me, for the light of my eyes, it also is gone from me. My lovers and my friends stood aloof from my soul. And my kinsmen stand afar off where there are stories about you. And everybody wants to avoid you. They don't want to be, they don't want to be seen identified with you. You see that? You call them my lovers, my friends. Now they have shift, shifted away from me. Verse 12. They also that seek after my life lay snares for me. And they that seek my heart speak mischievous things. And imagine deceitful, deceits all day long. Look at verse 13. But I, as a deaf man, heard not. I was as a dumb man that opened not his mouth. Thus I was a man that heard not. And he's in whose mouth are no reproof. Nothing I say will change what they have believed about me. For indeed, O Lord, do I hope. Thou wilt hear, O Lord my God. For I said, hear me, lest otherwise they should rejoice over me. When my food sleepeth, they magnify themselves against me. For I am ready to halt, and my sorrow is continually before me. If I will declare my iniquity, I will be sorry for my sin. But my enemies are lively. You know that situation where your enemies are lively? Uh -huh. Everybody tell them. They are lively now. They have stories. Your enemies are lively. <laughs> and they are strong. And they that hate me wrongfully are multiplied. They that hate me wrongfully are multiplied. I saw the story about a certain politician. This is, I'm not saying this or that. But I learned something from it. This is it. Just recently, a man got into power and went after his enemies. And one of them, he got arrested. All right? DSS carried him. I don't know. Condemned him. Maybe put him in jail. I don't know what's, what's up. I saw a video where they brought proofs of his um, corruption. All right, stack money and so on and so forth. Now, something came to my mind. Now, it's possible the man did that. But if those things were arranged, uh, if a man in such a power wants to set, arrange something, he can arrange money and say, You did it. Do you notice that the man does not give an opportunity to speak? You see, if, see there's, a, there's, a, there's a way eh, things can be so arranged against another man. Eh? 
and he looks like so. Hi, God. I've learned a few things. Sometimes even that you saw the video is a proof of nothing. Say, we went to his house. This is the stack of money they saw. It's, it's possible. But again, I'm also showing you another possibility. It's also possible. Because when you arrest the man, you take him out of his house. It's also possible you can arrange to arrange those things there. It's also possible you can get the news media to present a certain news. It's also very possible. Who will hear the man? Who will he tell? I didn't do it. It's condemned. That's, that's, that's it. It's gone. One of the things, things like this teach you. See, sometimes uh, if you are very quick to condemn people because of what you heard about them, eh, one of the things that will teach you lesson is one day they lie against you. If you have never been lied against, <laughs> you have not learned something. You cast away your vision because of rejection. You have a vision to be something. You have gone for several auditioning. They have rejected you, rejected you, rejected you, rejected you. If you now give up because of that adversity, your strength is small. Right? So let the word of God build strength in you. Understand that all challenges shall come to pass. All your challenges are what? All your challenges are what? But before they pass, what do they leave with you? Do they leave you to be better? Or do they leave you to be bitter? Learn from them. Develop stamina from your problems. Ask God to teach you. Open your eyes so that you will be delivered by knowledge. Ask him. When you know what to do, you will naturally outgrow those problems. Once you have the key on how to handle finances, particularly for your life, you will outgrow that poverty. But while you're at it, don't give up your faith. Are you listening to me? Don't now curse God. Don't now give up on your service because of the problems you are going through. Don't now throw in the towel. Don't now go and join bad gang or join cults because of financial pressure. You're looking for an easy way out and you don't learn anything that way. You're never built that way. Let God build you. Let him finish his work in you. It's okay to sometimes, you, I mean, you, you feel the, the pain of it. But you need to understand that the reason you feel that pain is because of your dependence. The greater the pain you felt at that loss, that is showing you how so dependent and so attached you have become to that thing or that person or that circumstance, whatever the case is. You need to learn to detach. Learn to detach. Men are God's channels to reach you, to bless you. But remember, channels. Means not source. Don't become dependent on any man. Don't become dependent on any man.
learn to trust in the Lord. Above all, learn to be merciful to others. The Bible says we don't have a high priest who doesn't understand our pain. Why? Because he has also been tempted in every way we are tempted, yet without sin. You need to also, by, by, by having gone through certain things in life, you begin to understand people's plights. You understand people's problems. You can have empathy and sympathy for them. Then you will also have a message to offer them hope. Because you've been there. You cannot be a source of encouragement to others because of the lessons you too have learned. The goal in all this is that Christ be formed in you. That's more important to God than anything. But if the challenges that come to you is making you get offended at God or get offended at people or take things personal, I told you Joseph didn't take things personal. When he eventually got to the, to the place of power and he saw his brothers, they were too ashamed when he revealed himself and said, I'm your brother whom you sold off to slavery. They were too ashamed. They said, they thought he was going to kill them. He was going to have them executed. The Bible says Joseph hugged them and told them, no, you were there to serve a purpose. I needed to learn. I needed to go through a process. And you were the instruments of God to teach me what I needed to learn. You're my brothers. What a mindset. You learn to look at how people treat you. You see them as a tool used for your own betterment. You don't get angry at that person because of how they treated you. I was once insulted by somebody that should never have been the one to insult me. Years back, I was having a meeting. He stood up and looked at me and said, stops. And walked out on me. That's what the Lord told me. He said, even though you are teaching honor, I'm also teaching you to learn to be humble. Learn humility. Understand that you too, you are a man and you are nothing. That you only stand by my grace. You can't take the insult. Ah, I learned. That was the first time as a pastor. I'm having a meeting, somebody will stand and look at me. And... But I learned since then. I have outgrown that. God had to teach me that. Well, we the, thank God the relationship mended because the brother came back and told one funny tes testimony. He says, from that day I stood up and spoke ill of you and spoke to your face and walked away. He says, that day I left, I had an accident. And that thing happened to me and God told me, you have hurt a man of God. Go back. And submit yourself. And apologize. 
he came back to me and did apologize. But what if it didn't happen? It didn't have to happen. Nothing, nothing of such has to happen. That is not that doesn't that doesn't prove I need, I didn't need to let my own. While you are teaching honor, you to learn humility. Learn that teach people to do right, teach people to honor, but also expect in case anybody put his hand in your eye, it's okay. You are a servant of Christ. A servant of Christ. Embrace it. God taught me by that experience. For if I did not learn, I would have become petty. I would have become personal. I would have started. Have you not me like that? And you lost exasperate yourself. Bring pressure on your life and get your, your blood pressure high. The way to do the work of God is jejeli by grace. Jejeli by grace. And being free. Don't leave the path of godliness and stain your hands with the wrong stuff because of what people do. Don't let what another man does to you change you to become people have shown me shege i have learned to show shege too don't show shege show grace show people jesus show them the goodness of god endure 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 poverty endure loss endure when you open your cupboard and nothing is there Lin, 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 that's your pussy. You will not be there forever. You will come out. Are you hearing me? I say you will come out. But, 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 but while in that situation, don't become vile. Don't become vile. Lin, even as tears is dropping from your eyes, say, God, I know you supply all my need. According to his riches in glory by Christ. I know you will open my eyes to show me what I need to do to come out of this situation. I trust you. And anything I need to learn from the situation, I learn the lesson. When you have that attitude, your progress will be faster. But once you're always fighting, you're always angry because of money. Your journey is far. It's far. When you open the fridge, there's nothing there, and the children are crying. Mommy, I'm hungry. Daddy, I'm hungry. And your head is doing bang, bang, bang. You say, Oh God, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You make a way where there seems to be no way. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to come out of this situation. I don't know what to do. But my trust is in you. Can you talk in the midst of that situation to God? Can you recognize Him? Do you know where ideas come from? Where does ideas that bring money come from? Have you forgotten it comes from above? In the midst where you are pressed and pressured, declare your faith in Him. Tell Him, my eyes are on you. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know. The situation seems hopeless. But you will give me a solution. Stable my mind, oh God. First Peter says, casting all your care on him, right? First Philippians says, in prayer and supplication. 
He said, be worried for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. What about prayer? I mean, Philippians 4, 6, right? By prayer. By prayer. And supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God. Learn when you don't, it's okay when you don't know, you don't know the way out. You don't know what to do. You are blank. Sometimes we get there. I'm going to read you next week, read you scriptures when we get there. Of Paul and the apostles when they were in toughest time of their life. Sometimes you are blank. You're not the only one. You're not the only one. It doesn't mean you're stupid. You're not the only one. When you are blank, you don't know what to, you don't know. And you know you are in trouble. Ah, that's when you recognize God. Don't get petty at that moment. Don't get into offense. That's trial of your faith. God can open your eyes to a business. God can bring opportunities to you. God can send a helper. There are many things God can do. Trust God. But don't give up in your day of pain. Don't let your fervency in the house of God drop. Hallelujah. I want you to bow your heads and talk to the Lord now. Come on, this is personal. What I'm sharing with you is personal. You are not going to face what you are going to face with anybody. They don't share problems. No man can help you in your day of trouble except God sends that person. Stop looking to man. Stop getting angry at men because they didn't help you. Stop being mad at people. Stop being offended. At your uncle, he has money, he did not send. All his children are abroad, they are doing well, he has not helped me. We are the ones suffering. Stop it, stop it. Look to Jesus. This message was brought to you by the Father's Family Mission International. For more information on our ministry schedule, how you can partner with us, or to download more edifying messages free of charge, visit www.thefathersfamily.org.ng. God, God bless, bless you. you.